Welcome to another episode of Spirit Rising. Today, Sharon will be answering your questions in our very first episode of Dear Sharon. Listen in while she answers a variety of questions from you, the listener. You also may want to uh, ask her a question yourself. All you have to do is send your question to Sharon at SharonRose.com. And if it is selected, you have the opportunity to win a free reading with Sharon. So let's get started. Hey, and welcome back once again to Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose. Hi, everybody. I'm really excited about today. Today is the very first of our Dear Sharon series. I get a lot of questions from, from clients that they ask me for themselves, but it often will flow over into other questions that other clients will want the answer to as well. So we decided to do a Dear Sharon once a month on the podcast, and I'll take four or five or three, whatever many I have time for, questions, and I will respond to them. So um, what I'm going to ask you to do is you can you can email me, Sharon at SharonRose.com, any questions you might have. And if I answer your question on the air um, in the podcast, you'll get your name put into a draw for a free reading. And that can be by Zoom, by phone, or um, right in the studio. So you don't even have to live close by. You can ask your question and I can answer it for you. So let's get right into it. This is going to be really fun. Now, I want to also let you know and remind you that I picked a card for us at the end of the session. So stick around. Don't go away. And the first question that I have here is, Dear Sharon, what happens if my past loved ones come through and they've never, ever spoken English? Now, <laughs> this is, I love this question because I had an experience just recently where loved ones did come through and they weren't English uh, people. And I never, ever really question it. I just, I, I don't, I don't know if the relatives are going to be able to speak English or not beforehand. I don't have a clue. You know, we have a lot of new Canadians who've been in the country one generation and their grandparents, say, for example, will have immigrated and they may never have learned how to speak English. But I had a situation come up where that actually happened. Um, a lady came through and I could tell that it was a grandmother. Now you can't ask me to say the words again because I don't even remember what the words were. Um, when you're working in the mediumship mode, I'm kind of divinely inspired by spirit. So when I'm inspired by spirit, I'm not really thinking. I'm just just flow, going with the flow. So to answer your question, this lady came in and her grandmother came through and her grandmother had never, I don't think she even immigrated. I can't remember. I don't remember a lot of the details of the readings, but, but I was all of a sudden, I knew she was speaking Russian. And then there's another gentleman that came through and he was speaking Ukrainian. And I was, um, it was a very intense session. It was a lot of fun, but I was speaking Russian and Ukrainian. And she looked at me and she says, how do you do that? And I said, I don't know. I just ask and they give it to me and I give it to you. And she said, your pronunciation is perfect. And I have to tell you guys, I have never spoken Russian or Ukrainian. And of course, with what's going on right now in Russia and Ukraine, it, you know, it was a very intense session. And um, so it doesn't appear to matter if you have crossed over loved ones that you want to reconnect with who don't speak English. Don't worry about it. Um, it sounds to me like they're going to find a way to get through and communicate with you if they really want to. Okay. All right. Dear Sharon, can my pet that passed communicate through you? And if so, how? 
People find this interesting, um, and I actually find it interesting because, uh, yes, the answer is yes, they can. When our loved ones, it doesn't matter if they're four-legged, two-legged, um, or no-legged. Um, I had a tortoise come through uh, one time and didn't know what I was talking to until my client said, well, that was that's my pet tortoise. <laughs> and I didn't know I could talk to tortoises. I didn't know we could communicate. But if you really think about it, it's all energy, and it's all based in desire, and it's all based in mediumship is based in love, always, always. The core of a mediumship experience is a love experience. It is all about pure light, pure love, and all-knowing from spirit coming through to share with you that they're well, that they're with you, that what's going on, that they know you had this happen yesterday, or this happened last week, or they know this is coming up and they're going to be there. It's messages that you can get just to reassure you. When the pets come through, I'll give you an example. When I was away a short while back, a relative of mine lost a, 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 had to let a pup go, had to let a, a dog they'd had for several years go. They had to help her transition. She was old. She had, she had a lot of health issues. But I didn't really know what all the health issues were with this dog. And I felt bad for them, but I also knew that the dog was probably much more at peace. And so just sent lots of loving thoughts and energy to the dog. And when I was away on holidays, I was sitting on a lawn chair on the beach (laughs) in the Dominican. And these two dogs came and sat down right beside me, one on either side of my chair. And I was like, that's very odd because I'm not a real dog person. I'm a cat person. And I thought it was very odd because there was everybody, lots of kinds of other people that were all over the place. But they came and sat down with me. They stayed with me all day. And when my husband and I left the beach and I talked to them and I pet them and we gave them water, you know what you do. And um, this particular part of the Dominican, there's dogs on the beach. Um, Another part we were at last time we were there, it was cats that were on their beach. So they do like their animals. But when we left, the dogs followed us right to the edge of the sand. And then they just sat and watched us keep walking. And I was so intrigued by that. I was like, why are these dogs so connected to me? What is it? Like I knew initially, I just knew intuitively that there was a connection. And that night I had a dream. And I dreamt about two dogs having a conversation, but they didn't look anything like the beach dogs. They were little. They were little dogs, more like a Havanese or a little, that type of breed, like a smaller dog. And one of them was sitting up on her hind legs. It was a female. And she was sitting with her back in a corner of a room. And she was like, she was having a conversation. She looked very comfortable. And she was talking to another dog. And the other dog was talking to her. And she had this, this little girl dog was sitting, she had glasses on. And this other dog was saying to her, you don't need those anymore. You don't need them anymore. You're good. You don't need them here. And so she took the glasses off and she was so excited and so happy because she could see. And I realized this was my relative's dog. It was my relative's dog. And the message that I was to, I was to deliver was she's okay. Now I hadn't talked to my relatives since the dog had passed. Um, so I really didn't know how they were dealing with her passing. I knew it was probably hard, but I didn't know if they were struggling or what. So I texted And I texted them a message telling them that I had gotten a message from their lady dog and that she wanted me to tell them. I told them the the scenario. I showed them the scenario and the the visualized that I had or the visit that I had, I guess. 
And I said, she's doing really, really well, and she doesn't want you to worry so much. And the relative that had owned the dog for the majority of the years, she said, she texted me back. She says, I'm not crying, you're crying, because it affected her so deeply. And she, at that point, she said to me, I have been so worried. Did we do the right thing? Did we, was it the right time? Did we do everything we could? And this was validation for her to understand that her dog was doing really well and she could see clearly and all was good and she was healthy and she was with the other dog that she had grown up with apparently. And the other dog had already passed and now they're reunited. So she wasn't alone either. So that was really interesting. And what really got me was when I sat and pondered it the next day, kind of went into a meditation, I realized the two dogs that came and sat with me on the beach were trying to give me a message, but I wasn't getting the message because I wasn't tuned into it or open to it, I guess, or paying attention or even thinking in that direction. But they were there to give me a message that she was okay. This dog was okay. So yes, your pets can communicate and they do it in a lot of different ways. The gentleman that had come into my office where I said to him, and he wasn't asking about a pet. He was asking about other things, but this little pet was here and it wanted to say hello and let him know it was fine. And he, I just, I had to pass it on. So I told him and I said, but I don't know what kind of pet it is. That's the one that said, well, that was my turtle. And um, that's really good to know. (laughs) So that was kind of fun. I really like that. So communicating with the animals is a lot of fun. And I always say they're way easier to understand than a lot of humans are. Okay, let's go to the next question. Dear Sharon, I would like to move and my because we're retiring soon and my husband doesn't want to move. He wants to stay in the location we are. But I've got my eye on a beautiful retirement home. How can I manifest that but still stay with my husband? This is a really interesting question because now we're talking about more law of attraction principles that I work with greatly. Uh, for a lot of my clients, especially in the coaching, and I do a lot of this myself. When you want something to manifest, first of all, you are the creator of your reality, but you cannot create for another. What you can do is create your reality the way you would like it to be. So this woman's question has got two or three parts to it. She wants to move and when they retire into a retirement community of her choice that she's already selected in this new community in a different state in the United States. And her husband wants to stay in the state that he is at. And so she wants to know, does she have to leave him to get this retirement package or retirement experience that she's looking for? Well, the simple fact is, All she really needs to do is clear up her energy, clean up her energy, because she's gotten to a worry state now because he's in resistance. He said, no, I don't want to move. But she doesn't want to leave him. She doesn't want to go by herself. She loves her husband, but she also doesn't want to stay where she is. So her task then is to clean up her energy put together maybe a vision board or, or start doing some affirmations or uh, get a picture of the place that she'd like to move to or the area even that she'd like to move to and start dreaming. And I mean this, I really mean this, start dreaming and drooling over those pictures, those visualizations, those affirmations. And in all of them, her task is to see her husband there with no resistance to see the two of them there with no resistance. That doesn't mean that she's creating his reality. What she's doing is she's working on her reality and he's a part of what she wants her reality to be. 
And so her task is to be in a loving light space, not judge, not get desperate or scared or afraid or panic when he keeps saying, no, I don't want to go there, but to trust the energy of the universe, to trust and have faith that things will be as they're to be. And since she can create her own reality, she needs to believe that she can create that reality of this retirement community and, and this new experience with her husband there. And he would be very, very happy to go. Now, there's a lot more to unpack around a question like that. It's kind of hard to do it in a, uh, you know, like a three or four minute question type thing. But if you want to know more about law of attraction, I would suggest that you take a look at some of the Esther Hicks work. Um, Ask and It Is Given is a book written by Esther Hicks and Jerry and Esther Hicks and an energy called Abraham and start looking through some of their information. And I think you'll find all kinds of solutions and techniques that you can use. Okay, so I'm going to move on from that question. And I want to remind you before I go to the last question, I want to remind you that you can send a question in to Sharon at SharonRose.com. And I will, if your question is selected to go on the air, I will put you into a draw for a free reading. And you'll get information on that if you do send me an email um, at Sharon at SharonRose.com. I'll send you an email back saying we've received your question and uh, yeah, we're using it on this particular date or whatever, whenever we're going to use it. Sharon, um, Dear Sharon is going to be once a month, every third, we think, every third Wednesday it will come out. Okay. Okay, so here's the last question I'm going to go over with you. Dear Sharon, how can I tell if I'm psychic? How can I get better at knowing that I'm psychic and using it, growing it, and developing it? This is a question I hear a lot because we're in the middle of a spiritual revolution. The world is waking up and people are waking up and they're starting to understand they have more ability and power than they realized and that they can do more than they realized they could do. And it's really kind of interesting for me because what's happening as soon as you make the choice to develop your psychic aspect, your intuition opens wide up and you'll discover you've been using it your whole life anyways. And the real important thing to know here is everyone has intuition. Everyone has psychic ability. But majority of people are what we call asleep and they're not using it. They're not engaging with it. They're not practicing. It's like anything else. I mean, you didn't learn how to eat your meals when you were growing up um, without practicing with a, f- a spoon first and then you got a fork and then you learned how to cut your own meat. And so you practice. So what I'm suggesting is you are psychic. You already are. So then take a leap of faith and just know it. Just believe it. The world has been so, um, it's become so small. We are exposed to data and information every, every day. Just an enormous amount of information and data. And a lot of that is is really toxic information, like stuff that really isn't serving us. And even some of the movies we watch, you know, be very careful how you expose yourself. But also pay attention to what's going on with the world and and let's determine what kind of a psychic you are, because that's a whole nother category. And again, I can't go into these questions fully with an answer fully. What I can say is we are all psychic. We all have 
a level of claircognizant, clairsentient, clairvoyance, clairgustance, and clairaudience. And we all have the ability to develop where our strengths are. And But we have to practice. Um, and the way that we practice is by starting to really pay attention to how we react to different stimuli during the day. So, for example, if you have a coworker, well, let me give you an example. I had a coworker, a coworker, I had a client who had a coworker who was really, really toxic. And this client did everything she could. She'd get up in the morning and she was cheerful and she put the radio on, and she'd have her shower, she'd be all cheerful and get in her car, and she had a five or ten minute drive to work, she'd get to work, and she She'd get to the office. She'd say good morning to the receptionist. And by the time she got to the back where her office was, she was feeling really down. Now, this is a a highly clairsentient client. Okay, she's very sensitive. And she takes on the energy of other people. So she's like a sponge. Well, the receptionist was kind of a Debbie Downer. She's one of the, I'm sorry, Debbie's out there. One of those people that just is never cheerful. And this, she started to realize that was really having an impact on her. And what she had come to me with was, why am I feeling so crabby every time I come to work in the morning when I start out my day really, really well? And I said, well, A, you either hate your job or B, you're running into somebody who's taking your energy. And that brought us right to the receptionist. So I said to her, I said, what I want you to do is start clearing the energy around the receptionist and around your interactions with her. Just start clearing it up and start having kind of a, I don't really care how she's feeling. Uh, Not I don't care, but I'm not going to engage with how she's feeling because you, you want to care, but you don't want to be involved in it. I'm not going to make it my story. I'm not going to make it my stuff. And she started doing that. And then I said to her, I said, and what else I want you to do? I want you to go and get one rose and put it in a beautiful little bud vase, a little rose vase, just a little one with a little card saying you are fantastic or you are wonderful or you're terrific, whatever you want to put on there um, or you are appreciated is even good enough. And when nobody's looking, nobody is looking. And when she's not at her desk, put it on her desk and walk away and never tell anybody you did that. She was so excited about that because being a strong clairsentient, she just, she's a gift giver and a hugger and she just loves smiling and laughing and being happy. So doing this for the receptionist, no matter how crabby she was, made her happy. She made her feel really good. So she did this and two weeks later, the receptionist put in her notice. Uh, She ended up taking a job elsewhere and um, they got a brand new receptionist who was absolutely delightful and was really, really interacting with the staff. And she just loved her. And look at that. The solution came in the most on obvious way. Her other option was to confront the receptionist and say, well, why are you so crabby every day? But that would have gotten only more confrontation and then it would have gotten, it would have been ugly. But what she did is basically, you've heard the expression, kill them with kindness. She did that. The receptionist is off doing something somewhere else and probably in a job she likes more. And they have a beautiful receptionist in their office. There you go. So there's four questions that came in that I can... um, I'm going to try and do five in every session, but we don't want these to go too long. Uh, We try to hold our podcast to to anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. So the card that I pulled for everybody today is the camel. And I pulled this card from messages from your uh, animal spirit guides. And it's Stephen Farmer's card deck. I love this deck. Get it. If you don't have it, get it. It's a great card deck. So the camel says, trust that you have the resources to get through the challenges before you. So this talks about time, 
You may feel like you have a shortage of time, a shortage of money, a shortage of friends, a shortage of opportunities. Those are what are considered resources. You have all the resources that you need to get through the challenges that you're dealing with. Trust, just trust. And that's it for me today. Thank you very much. Please feel free to go over to SharonRose.com. Check out the website and all the information there on what we do, what our services are, etc. And thank you for listening to the podcast. There's, I don't even know what number we're on now, but there's plenty of them out there in the 70s, I think we are. And uh, I welcome your feedback and I look forward to your questions. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Spirit Rising with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you want to learn more about Sharon or you have a question of your own for Sharon or want to know more about all the workshops that she does, all you have to do is go to her website, SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. Talk to you next time.